0: so hi one of the Good noise pockets with austin from inoya we're gonna ask him some questions today i'm gonna start so what inspired you to start the band and what does the band name mean
1: all right so the easy question is um the band name means it, it means it's a greek word that means kind of beautiful thinking Ooh. um which is really funny it's always kind of been like an like a An opposite meaning for the band because like the band name means beautiful thinking but all of our music is about really kind of messed up stuff (laughs) um and that was something that my drummer asked back when he first joined the band when i first made it um and he was like hey i googled the band name and something comes up and he's like "And it's not anything that would have anything to do with like horror metal or anything like that he was like what what gives with this and i was like well you gotta think like we have all these these messed up lyrics and all these messed up concepts but, like, the people that the songs are about never thought that they were doing anything wrong. They were just doing what they were doing. It's kind of like bliss. Uh, mm-hmm. Ignorance is bliss, you know? So yeah. it's a beautiful thinking because they never thought they were doing anything wrong. Stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And then my inspiration for, like, making the band and making music, besides, like, the the really basic, like, I just wanted to make music, it's... I. I always had that feeling that, like, when you listen to a band you really love and you just can't, you're just addicted to like their songs, you're addicted to the sound that they make. I wanted to make something that I was addicted to. I wanted to make my favorite music. That I Mm -hmm. think that's in in reality, like, truthfully, what being a band is is you're trying to make your favorite music. You're trying to compile all of the things that you've heard and make your the best version of what you like to listen to and that's kind of what i do with our music since i'm also the main writer in the band it's i sit down and i try to funnel in all of my favorite things into our sound and it just happens to work sometimes oh. Oh,
2: <laughs> solid that's really cool uh so congrats on your newest release tonight's Thank the you. night of
1: Thank course
2: you. uh how do you feel the response to it so far
1: so that was a really cool one um with our album that had released just like four months earlier Mm -hmm. there were there were so many technical like difficulties that went into like making that and the album was actually done for like a while um and i had done tonight's the night uh back in february i had started writing it back before the album came out Mm -hmm. Uh, um and as soon as like i had the song and the demo done we were like we need to get this fucking album out because (laughs) yeah (laughs) That's that's no longer that's no longer my top priority. Um, exactly. Yeah. So, we got everything fixed, we got everything going, we got the art done, we put the album out, people enjoyed what it was, but immediately, uh probably like a month after the album came out or 2 months after the album came out, we uh we went to the studio to do Tonight's the Night and the reason that Tonight's the Night was even a thing is that a friend of the band was like, "Hey, you should watch Dexter and like I was like well quarantine just started so I got a whole (laughs) bunch of time on my hand Um, so I binge watched the entire show in like two weeks and like halfway through it I was like hold on wait this is this is a really good concept for a song so I hit my computer and the song was literally done in four hours
2: Oh my God! I,
1: <laughs> as Jesus. soon I I knew I wanted to incorporate that piano, the like the uh, the theme, like the death theme from the song or the blood theme, whatever it's called. And then as soon as I wrote that, everything else came really naturally. Um, the chorus came to me. Um, actually, before I had sat down at the computer, um, I had the chorus just completely laid out in my head and i knew where how the song would start and how it would end and a lot of people ended up really liking it they ever a lot of people who are just fans of dexter and maybe not fans of metal they ended up being like all right i'll give it a chance and then they were like hold on we had like a ton of people hit us up and be like that was my favorite song of 2020 and i'm like oh my god that's Jesus. amazing yeah
2: that's a, that's an honor
1: so, yeah so it's 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 pretty great um and it's It goes to like, it shows like what we're doing next. So if people go back and listen to the album that literally came out like four months before the song, they would be like, this is not the same band. Mm -hmm. Um, But Tonight's the Night is sort of, it's the direction that we're going. We want it to be bigger. We want it to be a little bit more more unpredictable. We want it to just be all over the place and fun. Um, Mm -hmm. And each song that we put out, I want people to be able to start listening to and have no idea quite what's going to happen. Okay. And that's the kind of music I like, Is bands like A Day to Remember or bands like Ice Nine Kills, when they release a new song, you're like, I don't really know if this is going to be some heavy, off-the-wall, unpredictable mm-hmm. banger, or if this is going to be something really beautiful and really cool, but I guess I just have to wait and see. Mm-hmm. Some bands can release stuff that you're just like, I know exactly what it's going to be, it's, it's going to be good, and it's going to be their sound, but that's about it.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. that makes yeah. sense. I, I personally really dug both the single and the album. I'm really into like the horror metal thing, like what Ice Nine Kills is doing. <laughs> but I I'm personally terrified of horror. Um yeah. so, so it's interesting <laughs> that I'm really into it. Uh so I I really heard Nice Nine Kills influence on the on the album, but I might just be making that up in my head.
1: Uh, oh no, it's it's definitely there. And uh the guys in that band are actually uh we had we had Spencer on our first album. We had him on Armageddon. And um Joe, their new bassist, and Dan, their guitarist, Um, we're friends with those guys. Every time they come through Michigan, we go and hang out with them before and after the show. That musically, Ice Nine Kills has been like a really cool uh, thing to like get inspired from, but also sort of be competitive because Mm -hmm. we're basically doing very similar things. I'm just I'm not trying to necessarily touch their territory, Mm -hmm. Um, and I. There's a couple things that I have kind of in my pocket and on this whiteboard that you can kind of see the top of back here <laughs> um, I'm trying to like i'm I'm trying to beat them to a few things because i've I, okay. I know I know it's probably coming at some point, so I gotta mm-hmm. beat them to it um, Definitely. but yeah it's the inspirations there they're all really really talented people, everyone they work with like they've got they've got it all as far as like what I'm trying to do with our music,
0: mm-hmm. I
1: want it I want it to be heavy. I want it to be beautiful. I want it to be over the top with like the orchestral elements and the theatricality of it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then on the artistic side, their merch designs are always amazing. Their art that they get done for everything, whether it be their videos, their album arts, the albums themselves, everything's perfect. That's. Mm-hmm. I think that being a band, you have to worry about that entire package as opposed to like some bands who are like all we do is the music who cares about the art who cares about the video like dude if you don't present your music in a good way you've already lost Mm -hmm. yeah you've you've walked through the theater tons of times going to see a movie and saw a movie poster and was like i don't know what that's about but i want to see it because the poster was so cool Exactly. exactly yeah yeah
2: So Um, I'm actually going to steal your question real quick, Shane. So as you said, uh, you have an Einstein Kill feature, uh, Spencer, on your last album. Did you get to sit down with him and just ask him, like, okay, so how did you get here? Or did you just kind of, like, let him do the music and then just kind of sit back and watch how he did it all?
1: So are you saying, like, from, like, how did we get him on the song? like?
2: I'm asking more of did you ask him for advice on how he accomplished the sound and his progress in the music industry?
1: Um, so we've had um, Spencer as far as like being the frontman of like a metal band. He's ve- he's kind of untouchable and he kind of doesn't like uh, he doesn't really love the publicity. um so when you if you ever see him at shows you're lucky because he like he honestly hides as soon as (laughs) he's done as soon as he's done with the concert he'll hit the shower and then he'll go stand at the merch table for like 20 minutes and then he's like i'm peopled out and then he'll go back to the bus um but when we we had had he can't come through before we were like friends with the band they'd come through a few times and we'd always met up with them and just talked like gear and stuff cuz we weren't going up to them like a lot of fans would and like idolizing them and being like mm. you are my god um <laughs> yeah. we we would go up and treat them like people and be like hey yeah. I like this guitar let's talk about this guitar for a little bit um, or talk about the things that they're actually interested in they don't care about their about talking about their music cuz they do that every goddamn day yeah um so when we the the time we actually sat down with spencer and was like hey do you want to be in a song we me and ryan had our drummer we had gone to santa rosa california and we were uh at the house where they filmed the final scene in the first scream movie um because spencer spencer was there and we had we were going to this event before they were even before spencer was even going to go to this Mm -hmm. so we were kind of like oh cool that's kind of convenient that he's going to be there that's funny yeah so they were there to perform some like acoustic stuff in the garage which is really cool Mm -hmm. and um what was cool about that event is he didn't he was already kind of relaxed he didn't have to worry about so many ice nine kills fans because it it wasn't an ice nine kills concert it was just he was there and sure he'll perform some songs in the garage Mm-hmm. So he wasn't like, oh god, I gotta hide from fans the entire time. We just kind of like explored the house together, and then eventually we were like, hey, you're a pretty big inspiration. Do you, you want to be on this song? Um, and he was super into it. And we had talked to him like about like the journey of like Ice Nine Kills because when when you think of that band, they Ice Nine Kills is really Spencer. Like he's like the face of it. That's why he's. Mm-hmm. He's like the first thing you'll see anytime you Google Ice Nine Kills. He's on a lot of the art. He's on a lot of the shirts, Um, and it's just that's he's just become the face of the band entirely. Um, So, with their journey starting off by like they weren't even invited to Warp Tour. They just followed Warp Tour and just passed out (laughs) CDs and demos. They followed the entire tour, like every single date, and they snuck into yeah they snuck into like every single uh. Venue just to pass out demos and sell CDs and stuff. Jesus. I think yeah. that I think um, I might be remembering this incorrectly, but I think the like Spencer personally had like a personal goal of selling like 50 or 100 CDs every day. Um, and that was that was literally just to get the publicity out and then also have emu- enough gas money to go yeah. uh, to the next spot. So I I sort of envy that because as the state of the world is right now, we couldn't do that if we wanted to because there are yeah. no concerts. So we have to focus more on, like, the digital side and, like, the the online marketing side of being a band as opposed to just going to a show and being like, hey, here's my band's CD, buy it, I'll give it to you for $3, you know? Yeah. Um. So... Oh, when I had brought up a few ideas that I can't really talk about right now um, to Spencer, he was like, yeah, we had talked about doing stuff like that before. And I was like, oh, so that's why earlier I said there's some stuff that I kind of need to beat Spencer, to, because I feel yeah. like I feel like they've got material, um, mm-hmm. but I don't I think they're probably going to stick to like the horror movies and stuff, which okay. it kind of fits their their sound. That's kind of where they feel like the the most at home, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, wow.
2: That's already like so cool that you're already like in the same like mindset, and that you can already like pinpoint what you know that like they're gonna do already. That's it,
1: that's cool. It's, um, I think for for me, it's kind of just I want to do I want to do something that ha- that hasn't been done before. Mm-hmm. Um, and if if I don't beat I, I don't I don't actually feel like they're going to do what what we're trying to do
2: okay um,
1: but I feel like if we don't get get it out i ha- I'm just so unlucky that like uh someone's gonna beat us to it yeah. now granted I the idea that we have is like really over the top and crazy um so I don't think they're gonna do it quite how we are doing it but mm-hmm. I do kind of always have that idea in the back of my head like oh what if they do though (laughs) (laughs) what if tomorrow I wake up and I'm like well time to scrap the entire idea (laughs) No,
0: well all I'm saying is they've been teasing stuff so you better get on that shit yeah yeah. they've
1: been teasing stuff for a while I know I've there's they have a song that they've had done for a while and uh they were actually supposed to drop it um when they were going on tour with five finger death punch but they didn't um and but then they just did this can't help falling in love with you the elvis cover i think they <laughs> dropped it like two days ago
0: yeah, yeah. um
1: so they did that so i know that there's they're gonna probably keep on with their their horror movie kind or at least movies in general mm-hmm. um but mm, we'll see <laughs> yeah. That's
0: fair. okay fair. all right uh so is there any any meaning behind the single name
1: Tonight's the Night? Yes. Mm -hmm. So uh, at the beginning, either of you ever seen Dexter? I have not. I've not. Definitely watch Dexter. It's awesome. Um, But at the beginning of, I think, every single season, um, Dexter's first words in the season are, Tonight's the Night. And Yeah, so he says, Tonight's the Night, and it'll happen again and again. It has to. Um, Mm -hmm. Basically, he's just going over the fact that, like, Tonight's the Night, that I take care of this this person, this the serial killer, this evil person, mm-hmm. and it's going to continue happening because he has that dark the the darkness inside of him that's driving him to kill people. Mm-hmm. Um, so tonight's the night, and then like tonight's the night happens again and again and again, mm-hmm. and it's just kind of like always that state of mind where it's like this is my mission, this has to happen. Oh, okay. So that's where the song uh, title comes from, and that's why the first so- words in the song are tonight's the night. Nice, I nice. want it to. I wanted to throw as many references to the show as possible in the lyrics of that song. And a lot of people got to read through them on like the YouTube video. And they were like, I see what you did there. Yeah, yeah. And that, that, that makes me feel pretty good.
2: Mm-hmm. Definitely. Uh, so you mentioned that this song was actually written in like four hours. Yeah. <laughs> Can you tell me what your writing process was like to move that
1: fast? Um, so I have like crazy like OCD and ADHD um so when I get an idea in my mind my Mm -hmm. brain just hyper focuses on it and it's like I can kind of like compartmentalize certain things okay so without like sitting down at my computer I can be like I know what I want the sound to be like Mm -hmm. I know I know the words that I want to use I know um maybe I'll even have like melodies and stuff ready but by the time, like, I finally hit my computer, I grabbed my, my guitar that I've written so much of our music with. And um, I immediately put it back down because I was like, wait, I, I want to do the piano thing. So the piano at the beginning of that song is very, very, very inspired by one of the main themes from Dexter. Because I I wanted people to listen to that and be like, oh, this is definitely about Dexter. Mm -hmm. So if someone's a fan of the show, they're gonna know immediately. And then everything just fell in into line. Um when when I write, I do what feels most natural because I think that makes the song uh just coast really uh easily. So like if I'm if I say I wrote the chorus and I have nothing else after that. I'll literally have my guitar in my hand and as soon as the chorus ends, I just start playing immediately. And then okay. usually something will come that fits perfectly. And wow. I'm like, hey, that'll that'll work. And then I just trudge along that way. <laughs> wow. Okay.
2: That is so cool. It just just it just comes to you just like, oh yeah. hey, that works.
1: Now there there are there are times that um I've done something and maybe the song ends up good, mm-hmm. but like it's not quite what I thought it would be. Yeah. Um, usually, I start from the ground up again. There's sometimes um, we have a song on our next release that I had started way, way before um, tonight's the night came out. But okay. it's because I already knew what this uh, this second album was going to be, mm. um, and I had probably rewritten the song four times and. Um, wow the thing that stuck is the chorus and a couple other tiny parts. Um, and when I would sit down to write a new version of it, I wouldn't like have the other session open or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I, would, uh, I would just write until like what naturally falls back into place falls there. So if like, I know I wanna use that chorus from the last version, or if I know I wanna use that pattern or something from the last version, It'll come and I'll find a way to fit it into that next part if it feels natural But the goal is to sort of start from the ground up and figure out what didn't work in the last version And then what did work I want to put in the new version So hopefully the final version is just the best ideas from everything that I've written if it didn't work the first time,
0: you know
2: Yeah, that's really cool. That's sick. I like that a lot.
0: That's very interesting Uh, Mm -hmm. So can you tell me a little bit about your headspace uh, while you're writing this this song?
1: Um, well, I I don't know if you, you can't really see it, but like, I I keep my room kind of dark. Um, I have like, I don't know if this is going to turn on. Well, I have like these fake candles <laughs> that just sit <laughs> all over my desk when I'm writing. I make it really dark, really kind of gothic in this room. Cause I think that like, you're very inspired, like artistically by mm-hmm. like the, your surroundings. Yeah. So if I'm going to write songs about A fictional serial killer i'd kind of want my thoughts to be sort of dark and sort of gloomy
2: yeah
1: Um, so that's kind of where i put myself and i try as weird as it sounds about trying to put my head into a a serial killer and (laughs) and try and try and figure out why they do the things that they do yeah so with dexter like i was like well he has this this urge to constantly take care of like these serial killers he has this urge to kill so Mm -hmm. i gotta figure out like what that feels like is that like me when i really need chipotle Uh, so like stuff like that like we all have those urges yeah so i have to put myself into like okay what if chipotle was me killing somebody (laughs) (laughs) that's a joke but i well you know you you gotta understand like as soon as like like, if I go up and I'm just like, man, I really need some I really need some guac, if I go get in my car, if Dexter was getting in his car, he's going to go get guac. But really, that's just tying someone to a table and exactly. sending them. Yeah.
0: Okay. <laughs> yeah. okay. Interesting.
2: Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. That's good. That's good. Well, so, we've already spoken about Einstein kills, but while listening to this song, are there any band or artist influences that pop
1: out the most to you? Um, so... With, like, trying to keep things in, like, the horror metal realm, something that goes towards, like, the people who listen to Ice Nine Kills, the people who listen to Motionless and White, um, they're a band that's been around for a while. They were actually doing, um, like, the horror metal and, like, the movie-themed stuff before Ink was, but Mm -hmm. they didn't do it that often. They did it, like, once or twice on their first album, and they do it every now and then they actually have a song based on Dexter. Oh. Um, it's called Dark Passenger to anybody who cares. Good song. Um it is a it is a good song, but it's like one of the least popular songs on their their uh their album Reincarnate and I wanted I wanted this song to sound very much like it's supposed to be about Dexter, not like a metalcore song that is lyrically about Dexter. I wanted it to be a song that could be, you know, if you really wanted it to be, it could be the credit song for for uh, Dexter, if you want to be, be.
2: Sick. yeah. And
1: then another band that heavily inspires me on a songwriting level um, is a day to remember. They're the first Ooh. band that like I really got into, and mm-hmm. I liked their balance of keeping things heavy in some of their songs, but always catchy. Like everything about their songs is memorable. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my current favorite band, like every time I get in the car, my Thumb just autopilots to putting them on is a uh, starset. Okay, oh, uh-huh. I'm addicted yeah. to Star Set and Good. the cinematic and like theatrical aspects they have in their music. Um, that's kind of what I strive for. Not as necessarily as big all the time because mm-hmm. they kind of aim to make it sound like a movie constantly. Yeah. Um, we have our times where that where that needs to happen and we'll we'll achieve it. But Dustin on keeping things like every song when you listen to one of their albums, every single one of them would get stuck in your head. He's just yeah. an absolute mastermind. <laughs>
0: yeah. Okay. Some solid influences there.
2: Yeah, definitely. And it's the
0: yeah, first time a, in a while that I've known every single
1: one. <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's actually a, a band that's local to us. Um they're they're bigger still. Um famous last words.
0: Okay. Oh, they I sound familiar they are too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So
1: they're actually like uh they live not too far from me. Um oh, wow. they're another Michigan based band. Um so they're they they're kind of an influence. They um their first album was really, really cool. And um another Michigan band, chiodos everyone's everyone's favorite <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> everyone's favorite emo horror band that has really, really long names.
0: Um so this question should be like super super quick. Off the top of your head, I want you to describe the single for new listeners in three words. No more, no less.
1: It's about Dexter.
0: God fucking (laughs) damn it.
2: That's so cheap. So cheap.
1: What are you talking about?
2: Cheap. (laughs) uh, It's such an easy way. Listen,
0: if they've been listening through the entire interview, they know it's about Dexter. You couldn't give us anything else.
1: else. Okay. Um, uh, 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 Oh, God. So, like, okay. Is this, like three words as in like what i just did where it's kind of like a small sentence or like it's fast it's heavy it's melodic
0: no it could be three descriptors yeah
2: it can be okay
1: so i mean it's it's definitely it's heavy
2: mm-hmm.
1: cinematic
2: mm-hmm. and it's fast okay <laughs> solid those are good that's a okay. lot better
1: yeah. It's about Dexter
2: <laughs> so easy, so easy the look
1: the look on Shane's face when I said that he was like, bro, come on I was like, look, you said it needed to be fast oh my God. Uh,
2: so is there a certain feeling or emotion you want this song to
1: invoke in your listeners um I not, I guess not like a specific like emotion per se mm-hmm. I want um I I, I like when I listen to a new band, I like, even like within one song, I like listening to something and then like getting blindsided by like a complete, a completely different sound in the song. Yeah. So like with, with the beginning of Tonight's the Night, it starts off kind of, it's very piano-y. So mm-hmm. it kind of lures people into thinking, oh, this is going to be like a softer, poppier song. And then immediately <laughs> we're like, nope. No. And then, so the song starts with this beautiful piano piece and ends with this relentless breakdown. Mm-hmm. So I I don't know. I guess what I really want to give my fans is is whiplash. That's kind of what I'm looking for. All right.
0: The worst (laughs) case of whiplash. Okay. Put them in the hospital. Um, Mm -hmm. So where do you see the band in the next five years? And I know you've hinted that you're working on new stuff. Can you tell us anything about it?
1: Yeah. So we do have some cool stuff in the works. Um, Next month, I'm actually heading out to New York, Beacon, New York. I think no one's ever heard of Beacon, New York, but. (laughs) that's where uh, the guitarist and like producer of Shadow of Intent and Currents is from, oh. um, and we've become friends over uh, over like the last couple months. And he was like, "Hey, just let's let's just do it, and we'll we'll record the song here." So. Um, I'm going to go out there. We're going to record our next song at the beginning of next month. Right now, I'm also trying to do maybe like an alternate version of Tonight's the Night, just like a maybe an acoustic version. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we'll, we'll see how that goes if if we need to put it out. I know that like right now, it's, it's really hard as a band to stay relevant. Um, so you kind of need to constantly put material out. But mm-hmm. with the caliber that we try to keep our quality, it, sometimes it's kind of hard because things... Like, at the end of the day, like, money is kind of what controls everything still. So mm-hmm. um, if money wasn't an issue all the, all the time with the way that we like to do our music, we'd have stuff coming out constantly because I just... I'm just a writing machine and everybody in the band is a writing machine. Um, but, yeah, so hopefully we can get the song done. And if we like the process of who we send it out to uh, mix it and we like mm-hmm. the process of, like, everything else about the song... Um, then we will probably say that that's probably a good way to do the rest of the the, the album that's kind of going along with it.
2: Okay. Okay, All that's right. very exciting. Excited. Uh, so for the last couple of questions, we're actually going to shift away from music if that's okay oh, yeah. with you.
0: That's, that's perfect. Boom.
2: All right. Uh, I didn't even say it. God um, fucking damn so it. So we're going to go straight to death row. Now, boom. There you go. So if you're on death row, what would your last meal be with a drink?
0: Really big
1: boom. (laughs) Hey, my last meal and a drink. Um, well for the drink, I always, I always like bubble tea
2: (laughs) as you should. Yep.
1: Mm -hmm. Bubble tea is always awesome. And I feel like that would be kind of like a small cheat for death row because it's also kind of like a snack. Um, And then meal wise, um probably like probably like all my favorite sushis.
2: Ooh, taste. Sushi yeah. and bubble
1: tea. Some like some Japanese delights. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay. That's a great combo. Uh
0: so if you could live in one fictional world for a week, where would you live?
1: One fictional world? Um I've always liked I'm I'm a big fan of Marvel movies. Um Ooh, okay. so Living in the universe where all that stuff goes down, like I don't even have to be a superhero. I just want to be like, I, I want to be like a Stanley cameo, where like I oh, live out the yeah, yeah. and I just see like the world falling apart, and I'm like, huh, and then I go back to the whatever it is <laughs> that I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. You're like, well, that's all not right. my problem. I couldn't exactly. possibly fix that.
2: Exactly.
1: <laughs> but, like I think my it'd problem. be really cool if like I mean, even if you know on the news tomorrow they were like hey there's like an actual superhero he can actually fly like Mm -hmm. everyone in like like the world will like collect collectively like shit their pants because like that's fucking that's cool right so living in a world with a bunch of superheroes you're like whoa so many things you know Mm -hmm. there's so many things can happen
2: exactly yeah so many opportunities that's that's really (laughs) cool i never thought about it that way um so I have the honor of asking the last question. Every single person we've spoken to has actually said it is the most important question. What is your favorite color?
1: Uh, Probably blue, um, because I feel like it's cheap to say black, but all my wardrobe <laughs> is black. Uh, but yeah, like I like electric blue. Have you ever seen like one of those really pretty like electric blue Mustangs driving on the yeah. road? It's like, I really mm-hmm. want that. Like the the blue of the box behind Shane,
0: okay, it, right there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. yeah. That's, that's awesome. That's a good blue. That's right. a really good blue. Um, awesome. so as Corey said, that's all the questions we have today. Is there anything that you would like to plug?
1: Um, I I mean, this entire thing was sort of about me plugging my band. If you wanna if you wanna listen to my band, we're called Unoya. We're from Detroit, Michigan. But um, no, I mean like, uh, I know it's it's crazy out there in the world. So, uh, as far as like plugging anything, I'm plugging safety. Stay safe. Uh, yeah. Don't just stay stay with your family. Be happy. Uh, don't die because that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't don't do that. Stay healthy. Um,
2: yeah.
1: Wear a mask sometimes when you have to, mm-hmm. because like watching the news and seeing our capital getting raided. Is like it's kind of wild. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of, kind of like when I, I, I wish the superheroes were real because like that shit would have had, would oh would have been done.
2: Exactly. <laughs> but like, Three
1: seconds. I remember coming home and like seeing the news and being like, "Well, I guess I just watch it because <laughs> what else can you do? They no, like, <laughs> can't um, do anything sweet. else." But yeah, just. People stay safe. I plug safety. Stay safe. Mm-hmm. But then if you're bored and you want to listen to some Dexter themed metal music, listen to Unoya. Right. <laughs> so true. Uh, yeah, yeah.
0: Well, thank you for synthesis. This has been Austin from Unoya and we're really the Good Noise podcast.